Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. We're glad to see all of you here today on this wonderful Mother's Day time. We're going to invite you to stand at this time and reflect upon these words. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. What a mighty God. Let's praise him and call ourselves to worship. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Sing it again. Come on. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before Praise Him. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Early in the morning our song shall rise to
eyes of my heart, I want to see you. I want to see Good morning, Brinesburg, and happy Mother's Day to all of our ladies, and we sure are glad to have you with us this morning. For those of you joining us through television or through Facebook Live, those moms out there, we want to wish you a happy Mother's Day as well, and so glad that you're with us. I'm Brother Brad Walker. I'm the pastor here at Brinesburg Baptist Church, and we are so glad to have you this morning. And for those of you on Facebook this morning, uh, we want to remind you in the comments section, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know who's with us. And if there's a way that we can pray for you or minister to you, reach out. We've got folks that are manning uh, that right now, and they'd love to hear from you, and they'll respond to you today. Uh, for those of you, this may be your first opportunity to be with us here at Brinesburg. We want to welcome you this morning as well. And there is a, a little card in the pew in front of you if you take that. And fill that out and place it in the offering plate. It's in the, in the back foyer. There's a little table. You'll see that back there in the foyer. Place that in there before you leave. This morning helps us to know of your attendance. But more importantly, helps us to know how we can minister to you and your family. And we are so very glad to have you today. Again, we do have a lot of announcements, a lot going on. Um, we do have our senior uh, meal coming up. And that'll be on Tuesday. We're going to be going to Real Foot. And if you haven't yet signed up, please just sign up so we can make sure we know how many are going for reservations and for our transportation needs there. And uh, we're looking forward to that time on Tuesday. Uh, also, our graduate re recognition time next Sunday morning. If you have a graduate, make sure that they have given us their information. We need pictures and we need their uh, future plans so that we'll have all that ready for next week. And so help us with that uh, this coming week. The deadline to have that in is Tuesday. Very excited about uh, starting up our worship choir ministry once again next Sunday at 4.30. We'll begin practicing once again in a very short, short turnaround as we will be doing a big uh, Celebrate America program for the 4th of July. And so we want uh, to make sure we got all of our folks plugged in. And again, uh, maybe you didn't realize that you were in the choir. We may have to come after you, so don't make us do that. Uh, so if you know that you're a person who's, uh, who's got the ability to sing and would like to be a part of that awesome ministry within our church family, uh, be with us 4.30 next Sunday afternoon. Also, Vacation Bible School coming up. If uh, you're wanting to help and ha wanting to work, uh, make sure you see Miss Allison, and she'll get you signed up for that. Uh, again, many things going on. Make sure that you are plugged into those things that pertain to you. Again, we are so thankful for this particular Sunday on our, on our church calendar and on our calendar in general as we're able to recognize mothers. And I, the Lord has blessed me richly 
with a wonderful mother, with a wonderful grandmother who is now in glory, and uh, with a wonderful mother to my children, my, my wonderful wife, Robin. And I know many of you have been blessed in that same way. Some of you have just been blessed with a lady who stepped in and, and took up that role. Uh, maybe it was a Sunday school teacher, maybe it was an aunt, or, or maybe it was uh, just a neighbor who took interest in you. But there's those special ladies that God has placed into our lives, and we thank the Lord for them. Thank the Lord for all the ladies within this church family who are spiritual mothers, uh, teaching kids classes, teaching youth classes. And I know a lot of you who teach, that's exactly what the kids in your classes call you. They call you mama whoever, uh, because that's the way they view you. And I thank the Lord. Uh, for what you mean to our church family. And so this morning, for all of our ladies age 18 and above, I'd like for you to stand. All of our ladies age 18 and above, if you would please stand. And we're going to do things a little differently this morning. If you'll notice here, we have all of these jars. These mason jars have a small pen. It's a Mother's Day gift. And so if you are here and your mama is here this morning, would you come and only one? Some of you got a bunch of kids here. You don't get more than one pen, okay? So uh, send one representative out of your children. Uh, but if, if one would come and, and get one of these gifts and present that to your mom. And then those of you whose, whose uh, children are not here this morning, we've got uh, a couple young men who are going to be bringing those to those who don't have their kids here this morning. So if you would uh, uh, send a representative, one of your children, adult children too. Just because you're an adult doesn't mean that your mama doesn't get a gift, okay? So, so come on up. And once you get a gift, we appreciate that. If you just uh, stay, uh, you can sit back down so we make sure all of our ladies get a gift. I think we got some in the balcony too, guys, if you make sure those, those ladies get in the balcony. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Let's give a hand to our moms this morning. Amen. How the Lord has rich, blessed us and blessed us richly as a church family and as individual families with these very special ladies. And I want to pray for all of our moms uh, for all of our ladies who take on that role as teachers, uh, who, who go on camp, uh, camp trips in the summer with our kids, who take them on mission trips, who pour so much into them. We just want to thank the Lord for each and every one of them and for so many who are just a vital part of all of these different ministries. We're going to be talking about that during the sermon this morning. All these vital ministries within the church family that wouldn't get done without these faithful ladies. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer together this morning. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for faithful women of God. Lord, for those that are moms, for those that are spiritual moms, for those that have said yes to ministries that maybe nobody else was willing to take up, for those who have seen the child who would have been left behind without them and have said, you know what, I'm going to take an interest. Lord, thank you for placing those women 
into our, into our lives. Lord, they have made our lives so much richer. Lord, I want to thank you personally for my mom and my grandma and my wife, Lord, for the blessings that they are in my life. Lord, I know so many of us, we, we think about what our moms have meant to us. And maybe many this morning, their moms are in glory right now. But we think about what those special ladies have meant to our lives. And so this can be a bittersweet day. But Lord, it is sweet because you have blessed us richly. Lord, today I pray that you would give us the ability to see, even today, those who, who may need that help, that young child that, that needs someone to take interest in them and that we might take, take up that role ourselves. Lord, of, of caring for those who maybe the world has left behind. But Lord, that they would know that you care about them through our lives for the care that we give. Lord, thank you this morning for the time that we have in worship. Lord, speak to each and every heart. And Lord, for those who may not know you as, as Lord and Savior today, I pray that as we leave this place, that they would come into that saving knowledge and that they too would be able to say that they know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This beautiful chorus is called the Family Prayer Song, based on words from the book of Joshua. Very appropriate, I think, for today as we sing and worship, called the Family Prayer Song. It goes like this. It's sing. Come and fill our homes with your presence. You alone are worthy of our reverence. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We Come and fill our homes with your presence. You alone are worthy of our reverence. Let this be our prayer. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. One of the incredibly special blessings here on Mother's Day at Brinesburg is that we get to recognize those families that have been blessed with a child in the last year. And we want to be able to do that again this morning. And so Edmund's family, if you'd come up. We're so excited to have Jeremy and Paige coming this morning to dedicate little Bennett Reese Edmonds today. In the scriptures we're told in Psalm 127, 3 through 5, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hands of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. 
And so we're so excited to have Jeremy and Paige, and this is Bennett Reese Edmonds, and he is asleep. He's asleep. No, no, he's awake. All right, he woke up. So uh, we're so glad to have them here this morning. And uh, uh, Bennett was born on November the 3rd of 2020, and uh, grandparents are Craig and Michelle Edmonds and Tim and Donna Driver. And so this morning they have come to dedicate themselves to raising this child to know and to serve the Lord. And so um, this morning we're going to make some commitments. And if you agree with these commitments, I want you to respond with, we will, following each question. Do you, this day, commit yourselves to the maintenance of a Christian home where Christ is the center of the home and the Word of God is part of your daily lives? Do you commit yourselves to raise Bennett for the Lord and to diligently present the gospel to him that he might accept and follow Christ? Do you commit yourselves to praying earnestly for Bennett each day and interceding on his behalf before the Lord? Amen. Well, this morning we've got a certificate for you. Brother Rockney is going to present. And a little Bible. Uh, maybe his first Bible. And uh, we're so glad uh, to be able to, to dedicate him to the Lord this morning. And so let's uh, pray for this young family together. Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you for Bennett, Lord. And we thank you for the blessing he is to Jeremy and Paige. And we pray for these parents, Lord. We pray that you might bless them to be able to raise him, to know you and to serve you. We pray that you might uh, help them to, to diligently show him opportunities to be able to minister and to be able to share the gospel, even in his young life. And Lord, I just pray that you might allow him to serve you all the days of his life and that he might make an amazing impact for the gospel through whatever it is that you've called him to do throughout his life. Oh, we love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand with me? All our homes and families commit to this today, in this day and age. Just stand up. Just stand up for Jesus. Let's sing it. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. He's so Oh, 
Lawrence, would you be seated as Dee comes down and shares with us? Amen. 
And thank you, Dee, for that special music. And another woman in our church who uh, has done so much in the lives of, of young people and in the area of missions. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is uh, so many of our ladies who have poured in uh, to, to so many of our lives and, and what that means and that, and that important ministry that ladies in our church have. And uh, looking at two ladies that we hear a lot about. If you notice in Scripture, uh, the Lord does a lot of focusing on women. And that would have been very unusual, especially uh, in the first century where we, where we see the Gospels being written, uh, the letters to the churches being written. Uh, it would have been very unusual for women to have had a prominent role. But we see that that's exactly the role that they played in the early church and uh, in, in Jesus' ministry. And we see that in these two women that we're going to be focused on this morning in the names of Martha and Mary. You may remember uh, Martha and Mary were the brothers to Lazarus, and we hear quite a bit, a bit about them. Uh, it seems throughout Scripture, from what we see, from the, from the experiences that happen uh, with these two women and with their brother Lazarus, that this was a family that was very near and dear to the heart of the Lord during his earthly ministry. They were close, personal friends to Jesus and uh, what a powerful uh, message that we see in what takes place in their lives here in, in just these five verses that we're going to be looking at this morning. And so if you will, turn with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 38 through 42 this morning. As you turn there in your Bibles to Luke chapter 10, let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning and we thank you for the opportunity to study your word. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to open it up, and we recognize that as your word is proclaimed, that individuals who do not know you as Savior and Lord, uh, Lord, that you're going to begin to convict their hearts. And I pray that today, as, as you stir their hearts, as the Holy Spirit does the work that only he can do, Lord, that they would recognize you're speaking to them, and that they might come to you and, and give their life to you and, and experience salvation, experience for the very first time what it is to be in a personal love relationship. Maybe some of those folks are moms this morning. Uh, maybe they're daughters this morning. Maybe it's, it's men or, or, or young men within our church family, and they, they know you're speaking to them this morning. And I pray that you would uh, allow them to understand that, that your great desire today is that they might be saved. But Lord, we also thank you for each and every one of the ladies within our church today. Lord, those who pour so much of themselves into this ministry, who, who give sacrificially, uh, week in and week out, day in and day out, and many times doing those behind-the-scenes jobs that nobody else wants to do. But also, Lord, I want to thank you just for the devotion of the women of this church. Lord, when I call out for prayer warriors, so often I get numerous women who I know are at, uh, calling upon you and interceding on behalf of individuals when I, when I need folks to, to pray for, for certain needs within our church, Lord. I know that when it comes to Bible study, we've got women who are in your word on a daily basis, women who ask questions, who are digging deep, and I thank you for that. I thank you for, for their dedication to the work of the church, but also their devotion to your word. And Lord, we're going to see that in the heart and the life of both Martha and Mary today as well. So speak to our hearts as only you can, Lord. Hide me behind the cross, that only you would be seen and only you would be heard. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is a pretty powerful passage, uh, considering that it is only five verses in length, only a five-verse encounter with Jesus, and yet so much is spoken about uh, concerning this very encounter that these two women, Martha and Mary, have with the Lord Jesus. 
And so the question comes oftentimes in the church when certain things are going on, are you a Martha or are you a Mary? In other words, are you a doer or are you a sitter? Are you, a, are you listening or are you distracted? And the question comes, really, is it better to be a doer or a sitter? Well, I think most of us, if that question was asked in the context of any other passage of Scripture probably, we would say that it's better to be a doer. It's better to be a doer than to be a sitter. It's better to be, to, to be one who is active in the work of what, of what Christ has called us to do than, than just to be sitting. However, here we see that Jesus clearly says there are times where sitting for a time of devotion, listening to the word of the master, is far more profitable. And yet throughout scripture it is clear that we are called on to be fruitful and to do the works that have been prepared for us by the Lord. And so is it better? Is it better to be a Martha or is it better to be a Mary? Now when you ask that question, practical people are going to say you've got to be a Martha. The job's got to get done. Whereas more reflective people might tend to say, no, you need to be a Mary, you need to be sitting, you need to be listening. And so this morning I want to point out the good points in both of these women. There is a word here, I believe, for all women, for all men, for all children. We must be a Martha who serves, yes, but we must also be a Mary who sits at the feet of Jesus. And so with that in mind, please stand with me in honor of the reading of God's word. As we turn our attention to Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. That is the village of Bethany is where he entered. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister named Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered, and he said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. You may be seated. This morning, I want us to start by looking at Martha. Martha the doer. Martha the doer. Now the Bible says here that, that Martha prepared her house for Jesus. She prepared her house for Jesus and so the Bible says Martha received him into her house. That's what it says in verse 38. It means that she had the gift of hospitality and she was a gracious woman. And the greatest thing about Martha was that she was a very unselfish woman. Now, my mom has probably the personality of a Martha. She has the spiritual gift of hospitality in spades. Uh, that is who my mama is. She loves making people feel at home. My mom, uh, she, if you come into my mom's house, you're going to feel at home. If you come into my mom's church, you're going to feel at home. If you come into my mom's Sunday school class, you're going to feel at home. My mom is going to take care of your every need and make sure that you don't have to lift a finger most of the time. That's probably why I'm the way I am. Uh, I was waited on a lot as a kid, okay? My mom takes care of people. 
If you come to my mom's house, you are going to, you're going to be fed the entire time you're there. That's the way my mom is. You, I mean, she's going to make sure that there is enough food on your plate that you never have to, to, to think about ever going and getting seconds. I mean, she wants to make sure everyone has enough and that you have enough to take home after that is over with. She wants to make sure you're comfortable. I can't tell you how many times as a kid my mom was covering me up with a blanket. She wanted to make sure that I was always comfy, you know. That's who mom was. She, she, she takes care of people. That's who she is. Uh, even at church, she takes care of needs that nobody else may see. Doing a lot of times the behind-the-scenes work that nobody else knows about. Because she has that spiritual gift of hospitality. My mom is the kind of mom. This is literally. If you throw my mom a party, my mom will, will make sure that she washes the dishes for her own party. I, every time. That is who she is. Because she has that spiritual gift of hospitality. And she wants to make sure everybody is taken care of. That's who Martha was. And there are many people like Martha who get the church building ready. And and you see the the tangible side of life. That's who you are. And you can't stand it when things aren't getting done the right way. And praise the Lord for Martha's who do those behind the scenes jobs. Who get that, that work done within the church. Because you know what? Without a whole bunch of Marthas, the ministry of the church would fall apart. You've got to have Marthas. If you don't have Marthas, the the stuff that everybody just takes for granted doesn't get done. The activities church, the activities committee in our church, you have to have Marthas. The maintenance committee of, of our church, you have to have Marthas. The decorating committee of our church, you have to have Marthas. With the children's ministry in our church, you've got to have a bunch of Marthas. With the student ministry, you got to have Martha's. With countless other jobs within the church, service jobs in the church, you must have Martha's from time to time. I think sometimes we don't realize what it takes to just come in and sit down in a Sunday school class or just to come in and sit down in a worship service. Things have to get done. Lights have to be turned on. Doors have to be unlocked. These screens don't just happen. I don't do them. It makes me look good, but I don't do them. Somebody else does that. I don't do the sound. Somebody else does that. I don't play the instruments. Somebody else does that. You have to have Martha's. Martha's are important people. Martha did what had to be done. The Bible says Martha was cumbered, though. She was cumbered about much serving. Verse 40, when, when you have guests in your house, anybody ever had guests over to their house? Is there some work that has to get done? Do you just have people over and it just happens? Now, a lot of us men think you just have folks over, it just happens. That's not the way it is, though, is it? It doesn't just happen. There's a lot of work that goes into having somebody over. Now, I want you to think about this. You're having Jesus and the disciples over. You think there's going to be some work that's going to have to get done? You think you're going to want to make sure things look nice? You've You've got God coming to your house. There's going to be some stuff that needs to get done. And since Martha invited Jesus to her house, she had to do that stuff. Now, what had to get done? The food had to be prepared. Somebody's got to fix the meal, right? That doesn't just happen. The table had to be set, and it had to, be, it had to look nice. It had to be very, very presentable for whatever she had at that time. I mean, you had to clean the house. You can't have Jesus coming over and going... That's some dust. 
I mean, things had to get done because Jesus was coming to the house. There were details that had to be seen to. There are many people in this church that get the building and the programs ready so that others can come in and can sit at the feet of Jesus and learn and worship and not be distracted. And it's because of Martha's that those things get done. And so we see that Martha had good intentions. From the very beginning, Martha had the right intentions about Jesus Christ. She had the right intentions. When Jesus came to Bethany, Jesus needed a place to stay. There was no Holiday Inn. There was no Hilton. There was no Marriott. There was, there was none of that. You just had to find a person willing to take you in. Jesus and his disciples needed a place to stay. And guess what? Martha was there. And Martha said, come in. You come to my house. She had the spiritual gift of hospitality. And she welcomed Jesus and the disciples in. Martha was well-intentioned. She used her home for Jesus. She used her gifts for Jesus. Martha was useful but did things that pass away. The Bible says that Martha came to Jesus and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Okay, remember, this first century. The way it was was that men weren't going to lift a finger. That's just the way it was. And so there wasn't going to be any help if Mary didn't help Martha. It was going to be all on Martha. Okay, so that's what's going on here. There was no one else to ask to help. There was two women and, and so Martha says, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bitter, therefore, that she should help me. Martha understood that things had to be done. Somebody had to do this. So she tried to get Jesus to ask Mary to help her, okay? When Jesus left the house, the important thing is, is what, would, what was going to be remembered, though? When Jesus finally left and was no longer presently in that house, what was going to be remembered about this encounter? Were they going to remember how good that meal was? Or were they going to remember how nicely the table was set? Were they going to remember, you know what, I didn't see a, a speck of dust in that house. Or were they going to remember Jesus and what Jesus taught and what Jesus said? She did useful things, but she was doing things that pass away. Jesus told Martha, Mary hath chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. What Jesus was teaching, what Jesus was saying was eternal in nature. And that was what was much more needful. What Martha did was not inferior. That's not what we're saying. Service in the church, those things. Tangible things that have to get done. That is not inferior. What Martha did was not inferior. It just interfered at that time. It interfered with her relationship to Christ. She allowed it to come in and crowd out Jesus and keep her from ever truly sitting and hearing what Jesus was saying. And so that is the true issue here is that it had crowded out what was going on. Martha did good things, things that needed to be done, but Martha was wrong here in two ways. First of all, she complained about her sister. She complained about the one who was sitting and listening, okay? And so she says, dost thou not care that my sister 
hath left me to serve alone. So she was mad that somebody else was taking a devotional time. She said, you know what? She shouldn't be taking a devotional time. I'm not getting a devotional time, so why is she getting this devotional time with Jesus? And secondly, she didn't choose the best. To choose the less when you could choose the best constitutes the greatest tragedy in life. And that's what had happened here. It wasn't bad stuff that she was doing, but it was less. Jesus says it was less. And to choose the less when you could have chosen the best constitutes the greatest tragedy in life. So Martha took care of the needs and the wants of people. She did not take care, though, of Jesus here. Not really what he had wanted. He wanted to spend time with Martha, and Martha was too busy doing other stuff. He says, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Jesus says, would you sit down? I want to spend time with you. And so many times that's the way we feel when we have a Martha in our life who always wants to serve, serve, serve. Sometimes we're just like, would you, would you sit down? I, I want to spend time with you. And that's what Jesus is saying here to Martha. Sit down. I just want to spend time with you. I don't want you being so busy. I want to spend time with you. But you know what? All of us must live a life of a Martha from time to time. There are many things in life that are must-dos, must-needs-do kind of things. Think about your life. We must work for a living and earn money. We have to do those things. We must clean our house from time to time. We must balance the checkbook from time to time. There, There are things, there's details of life that have to get done. We must look after the needs of our family And those of whom we work with, we must look after the needs of the church. There must needs do kinds of things. There's nothing wrong with being a Martha. But listen to me. Listen to me. Never be just a Martha. Never be a Martha to the place where you neglect spending time at the feet of Jesus. There are two sides to life. We must also be a Mary. We must sit at the feet of Jesus and learn from him. The first is important. Hear me, the first one is important, but the second one is imperative. And so I want you to see, secondly, Mary, the devoted one. Mary, the devoted one. Mary wanted to learn from the words of Jesus. The Bible says, Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. It's important to come to church, and it's important to hear the word of of God. It's important to be in a Sunday school class and to sit and to hear the word of God. It's important to to be in discipleship classes and to be able to sit and hear the word of God. It's important to give attention to the word of God on a daily basis in your own quiet times. Are you a Mary? Are you one who loves the word of God? Or are you a Martha that sometimes can get irritated that things aren't getting done around the church because you know, somebody's sitting in a Sunday school class or somebody's sitting in a, in a discipleship class or in a worship service. While both are necessary, neither should complain about the other. There are times when we need to be a Martha and there's times that we need to be a Mary. And both are needful. So we see here that Mary rested in Jesus Christ. We don't see her working hard. We don't see her running around the kitchen. But the Bible says that she sat at Jesus' feet. In fact, every time that we see Mary mentioned throughout Scripture, we always see this Mary, Mary 
the sister of Martha, Mary, the sister of Lazarus. This Mary, we always see her sitting at the feet of Jesus. Here, we see in this story that she is learning at the feet of Jesus. In chapter 12, we're going to see her anointing the feet of Jesus. In chapter 11, we're going to see Mary crying at the feet of Jesus. Being at the feet of Jesus is a good place to be for anyone. In contrast to the troubled Martha, we see joy and peace in Mary who is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Mary was intent on eternal truths. And so when you come to learn the word of God, you are looking at eternal truth, things that are lasting forever. The Bible can be applied to everyday living because you learn eternal principles and you apply those principles to the culture and to the situation and circumstances that you find yourself in. And they're just as true today as they were 2,000 years ago. The Bible says that Mary heard his word there in verse 39. And so Mary is a picture of the Christian who comes to church on the Lord's Day and and comes for the, the chief purpose to sit at the feet of Jesus and hear his word. People like Mary come to worship People like Mary come to learn. People like Mary, they come to to pray and to fellowship with other people. People like Martha come to serve the Lord. Now listen to me. Both types of people are necessary in the work of God. But all people ought to work. So don't hear me say that, you know what, it's better to just sit and do nothing. That's not what we're saying. All people need to work, but also all people ought to be worshipers of the Lord. We need both. You can't be one or the other. Both are needful within the life of the church. And so let's look at the contrast between Martha and Mary. Martha is the picture of the believer who serves Christ with work. The picture of the believer attending to necessities. The picture of the believer now. The picture of what all believers must do. It's the picture of important things. It's the picture of weekly activity. It's the picture of labor. It's the picture of where we are in the here and the now. But Mary, Mary is the picture of the believer who fellowships with Christ. The picture of the believer enjoying fellowship with Christ. The picture of the believer in the future. The picture of what every believer desires to do. It's the picture of what is imperative It's the picture of Sunday activity. It's the picture of leisure. It's the picture of what we hope to be. And so, lastly, what we can learn from both women. Both Mary and Martha were doing the will of God. So, you are to work and you also to serve. But when you work instead of praying, when the opportunity comes and there's an opportunity for us to just spend time in prayer... And when instead of doing that, you're, you're too busy working, you have not chosen the best part. There are times to let it go and to just spend time focused on the Lord. Both women picture all Christians, all of us are Marthas who work for Christ. All of us should be a Mary who spends time with Christ. Both women were happy. It seems that Martha was, was happy working for the Lord, trying to serve those physical needs. And it seems that Mary was happy learning from the word of God at the feet of Jesus. Therefore, a believer can be happy both in duty and devotion. We should find joy when the Lord calls us to serve, but we should also find great joy from these times of devotion and spending time studying his word and spending time in prayer. And so both women were doing what they were to do. 
Some people are called to serve at a particular time in life. Some people are called to fellowship at a particular time in life. What is your calling? And how well are you doing what God has called you to do? But the most important piece in both of these women's lives, the most important piece was Jesus. And so the real question that comes this morning is do you know Jesus? Do you have a personal love relationship with Jesus so that you are able to spend time at his feet and learn from him, so that you have the opportunity to serve at his table? Do you have that personal relationship with him? Not just the head knowledge. That's not what I'm talking about this morning. I'm not saying, you know, do you know who Jesus is? Do you, know, do you believe that Jesus really is God? You know, we can say yes to all those questions and still be lost. But do you personally know him? Do you have a relationship with him where he has come into your life and taken control, where he is the boss of your life, not you, where you have confessed your sins and you've turned it all over to him. That's what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. Can you say that this morning, that you truly know him, that you can serve him, that you can worship him in truth because you know who he is? That's what I want for you this morning. Whether you're a mom or a dad or a son or a daughter, I want you to know Jesus, and I want you to know him personally. Maybe this morning... The need in your life is you've been saved, but you've never allowed the church to come and rejoice in that decision that you've made. You made that decision maybe at church and you weren't ready to come right then, or maybe you made that decision at home, and the rest of the church hasn't had the opportunity to celebrate in what God's done in your life. Maybe you need to come this morning. Maybe the Lord's telling you this is where you need to make your church home. Whatever the need may be, this morning I want you to say yes to Jesus. Whatever you know he is calling you to do, I want your answer to be yes, Lord to his honor and to his glory. It's a time to be a Martha. There's a time to be a Mary. But in our lives, we ought to be both because that's what God has called us to. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning and I thank you for these ladies within our church family. And I thank you for what they mean to each and every one of us. Lord, in, in Sunday school classes and in discipleship classes and in missions activities and in ministries and going to camps and mission trips and and everything else that they do behind the scenes, and many of us probably don't even know what they're doing because they never talk about it. They just serve you quietly. Lord, we thank you for these ladies. Lord, this morning I pray for those who are here, whether young or old, men or women, boys or girls, and this morning they recognize that maybe they're lost and they need a relationship with you. Lord, I pray today that they would come and they they let us talk to them. And yeah, I'm sure they got some questions. All of us have questions before we come into this personal love relationship with you. But that's what folks need to come so they can sit down and have somebody answer those questions for them. But we've also got some friends here this morning and they've made decisions, but they've never come and let the church rejoice in that, celebrate in that. So Lord, I pray that some of those folks would come. Others need to make this their church home. Lord, I pray that they would be mindful of that decision that they might come today. But Lord, help your will to be done today. Lord, not our will, but your will. To your honor and glory. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we stand and as we sing, you know the decision the Lord has called you to make. Would you come this morning? Has the Lord called you to make a decision today? You know you need to say yes to Jesus. I'd love to talk to you about that decision. You, 
you take a step out, I'll come to where you're at. You're not going to be alone in it. Bring mom, dad, brother, sister, best friend, husband, wife, whatever you need to do. But you come, you get those questions answered today. for someone? Do you need to be at this altar this morning? Do you need to join the church? Make this your your church family official. Whatever the Lord's calling you to do, would you do it right now? One more verse. Another opportunity for you to do what the Lord's called you to do. Even now, would you come? got questions, we'd love to talk to you today. How's the Lord speaking to you right now? 